Welcome to the Jesse and Terry show. Oh, Terry and Jesse. That's funny. Jesse's not here. Paul Clay is filling in for today's show, and we've got a great show ahead of us, folks. Uh, the topics are going to be really fascinating to you, I'm sure. Paul, thanks for joining us and taking time out of your schedule for Be With Us. Absolutely. My pleasure. Well, we, we love having you, Paul. Your insights are really great. Today's topics, number one, <clears throat> this has just happened. The Biden uh, administration is urging when they say urging social media giants to suppress more COVID dissenters like us, they says it has to stop. And I'll tell you about AT&T and DirecTV, who they just removed from the Internet. I mean, this mm. is amazing. Also, the country of El Salvador did something that <laughs> makes me laugh in one sense that we can't. We the little country in El Salvador. They're distributing medical packages that include ivermectin, zinc, and vitamin C, all these things to treat their people, things that uh, here doctors are told they can't do. Number, number three topic. This is really exciting for me. The Diocese of Tennessee, and I'm sure more dioceses will do this, they're going to rescind their VAX requirements after the Supreme Court last week rejected the Biden mandate. So they're saying, look, wait till you hear what the bishop said. We would have gone bankrupt if we if we would would have uh, wouldn't co- correspond with the government's requirements. That's pressure, but for, thanks be to God, they couldn't do that. And I got one more, but there's many more. We probably won't get to them all. But this is an interesting one: a senior Israeli immunologist blasts the mass vaccination COVID restrictions in a powerful letter. I think what's happening: more and more people are coming out. And speaking, kind of like what the Danish newspaper, the largest newspaper in, da- in, uh, in the Danish newspaper, apologizes for, for, for faking you out with this narrative. It, it, they realize they were being um, hoodwinked on this and so much more. But, Paul, before we do any of these topics, I'm excited because here on the Terry and Jesse Show, we read from the gospel of the day to help people understand that... Um, the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ is what sets us free. All these other stories, Amen. yeah, they relate to our message of evangelization, and we should do that. But we have to also know what the world is up to in the sense of mm-hmm. how they're undermining our Christian rights and our vocations to spread the gospel. So Mark, uh, I mean, we've got, Paul, Mark chapter 2, verse 18 to 22. If you could be so good to proclaim that, I would appreciate that. Sure, Terry. <clears throat> The disciples of John Mm -hmm. and of the Pharisees were accustomed to fast. People came to Jesus and objected. Why did the disciples of John and the disciples of the Pharisees fast? But your disciples did not fast. Jesus answered them, Can the wedding guests fast while the bridegroom is with them? As long as they have the bridegroom with them, they cannot fast. But the days will come when the bridegroom is taken away from them, and then they will fast on that day. No one sews a piece of unshrunken cloth on an old cloak. If he does, its fullness pulls away, the new from the old. And the tear gets worse. Likewise, no one pours new wine into old wineskins. Otherwise, the wine will burst. The skins and both the wine and the skins will are ruined. Rather, new wine is poured into fresh wineskins. 
gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Folks, mm. I'm reading right from the commentary of the Navarre Bible. I would recommend anyone to get that one volume set on the New Testament. Good stuff. They use the fathers of the church, the saints. Here's what yes. I read. This, our Lord using a particular case, Christ's reply tells us about the connection between the Old and New Testaments. In the Old Testament, the bridegroom has not yet arrived. In the New Testament, he's present in the person of Jesus Christ. Mm. With him begins the Masonic, Masonic, uh, Masonic times, a new era distinct from the previous one. The Jewish fasts, therefore, together with their system of religious observances, must be seen as a way of preparing the people yep, for the coming of the Messiah, Jesus Christ. So Christ shows the difference between the spirit he has brought and that of Judaism of his time. This new spirit will not be something extra added on to the old. Check this out. Hmm. It will bring to life the perennial teachings contained in the older revelation, the newness of the gospel, just like new wine cannot fit within the molds of the old law. Paul, what got me in the commentary was the perennial teachings of the church. We call it the deposit of faith, but the name of it is that Christ's teachings cannot change. As a matter of fact, even the Pope can't change what the church has taught in the perennial teachings of the church. I, I make a joke. I say he's the vigor of Christ, not the superior of Christ. So that commentary uh, really kind of sets the stage, but I'd like to hear what your thoughts are also, Paul. Yeah, what a good passage, huh, Terry? Mm -hmm. Very good. Listen, um, uh, I think it was St. Augustine. He said the uh, the New Testament yes. was was hidden in the old, yep. and, the, and the old is revealed in the new. Yep. And I like how, you know, Jesus brings us together. Jesus, again, speaks, Terry, as one with authority. Yes. He uses the same nuptial language that John used when, when, when John was questioned, you know, John said that uh, uh, he who has the bride, uh, you know, is the bridegroom. Mm -hmm. You know, so John is he's given this information because if they know their Old Testament, they realize when the bridegroom comes who this bridegroom is. Mm -hmm. And and so, uh, you know, Jesus undoubtedly speaks with authority. And he's the fulfillment of the old covenant. He is also announcing and preparing them for change, for the new covenant, yes. a whole new way of worship. Like you said earlier, Terry, you know, we're not adding to, nope. this is something new and different. This is the new covenant, the new covenant in the blood of Christ. Um, uh, to me, this is just, uh, uh, it's, it's beautiful. Um, uh, also, you know, I just wanted to go back and, and add to it. It's it's sure. more gospel reading, but it, it but it, it but it it's related to this. Sure. And John chapter three, to this John replied, a person can receive only what is given them from heaven. Mm -hmm. You yourselves can testify that I said, I am not the Messiah, but am sent ahead of him. The bride belongs to the bridegroom. Mm -hmm. The friend who attends the bridegroom await uh, waits and listens for him and is full of joy when he hears the bridegroom's voice. 
That joy is mine and it is now complete. He must become greater. I must become less. You see, yep. John is just, he's pointing the, you know, the way to Jesus and he's saying, listen, at this particular point in time, he is the voice that we must listen to because he is the one who God has provided the spirit without measure. You know, Paul, when I'm listening to you, it reminds me of Dr. Hans series, Typologies of Christ in the Old Testament. And mm -hmm. I would recommend anyone listening right now, I think our guys could give you a download for free if you want to make a donation, great. But it's a course he taught at Steubenville back in the 1990s we recorded. And it really shows that if we don't understand the Old Testament very well, you miss yes. so much in the New Testament. Yes, we, we, yes. There's just a connection that's fantastic. And I didn't know that until the late 80s, Paul. I was ignorant of that until Dr. Hahn shared that. And now the Bible with the Barbers, we're teaching salvation history on our classes Amen. Uh, every Friday. And um, if Thank people want to hear Hahn. that, yeah, you can go to <laughs> Bible with the Barbers because I get excited when you can teach salvation history and tie it all together the way Dr. Hahn did. So yes, there you have it. it it's beautiful when you listen to somebody uh, like Dr. Han, who uh, just understands uh, uh, the sacred scripture on such a deep level. It's just the most beautiful thing in the world, how he brings it out, Terry. Yep. Paul, I want to bring in the smartest guy into the room, Archbishop. Full <laughs> sheen ahead. And Paul, he really nails it about our own culture right now. This was written 70 years ago. Uh -huh. but listen to this and then ask yourself, how we got into this mess right now that we're in. He's, it's a topic of socialism by Archbishop Sheen. Mm -hmm. And the first statement just says it all. A man becomes indifferent, to, as, as man becomes indifferent to right and wrong, disorder and chaos increases. That's now. We don't have any right or wrong. Everything's, yeah, it's your truth and my truth. You see? And here's what he said, Paul. Sheen says dictatorships arise in such a fashion, such as the essence of socialism, the compulsory organization of chaos. Did you hear what he just described socialism yes. is? Yes. <laughs> now, Paul, yes. That, that first statement that Sheen said that really got me was when he said, as men become indifferent to right and wrong. In other words, as men doesn't, as men and women don't think this, there's any right or wrong answer to anything. That opens the door for secular humanism and what is socialism. Is he on to something? Oh, um, he nailed it right. You know, he hit the nail right on the head, Terry. Uh, it, it, it opens the door wide, you see. And that's the, that's the problem of today, Terry. Yep. We, uh, our society... Uh, there's a lack of clarity as to what's right and to what's wrong. And that's why we depend on the church and, yeah. and, and, the, and the fathers of the church to help, you know, clarify those things for us. Awesome. We're going to take a quick pause. When we come back, uh, we're going to talk about uh, the administration's urging a social media giant to suppress COVID dissenters. If you're not part of the narrative, they want you off. Stay with us, family. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. Uh, Paul Clay sitting in for Jess Romero. He's on a mission. All week he'll be 
preaching the Word of God in the mornings and afternoons, so he won't be on this a week, but others are going to fill in. As a matter of fact, Paul uh, sent me a very interesting clip that we're going to play tomorrow, and on uh, Wednesday, Matt Arnold's going to fill in, and we're going to talk about the great sacrament of marriage and family life to try and build up the body. So we've got good things, but right now, Paul, we're going to talk about the administration of Biden urging social media giants to suppress more COVID dissent. And he says it has to stop. Now, Paul, this appeal follows several administrations' officials admitting previous misinformation was actually true at all, uh, all the time. So what's happening is, it, it appears to me, Paul, that President Biden is urging traditional and social media uh, to, to crack down on supposedly misinformation and disinformation pertaining to COVID-19, again, highlighting informal relations between big tech and the federal government, <clears throat> you know, could have some legal implications for a battle against online censorship. Now, Paul, here's my question to you when it comes to, if we question the efficacy of masks, there's all kinds of reports and studies that show the masks are really not working. That's considered undermining their narrative and you need to go. Uh, we know that YouTube kicked us off oh, well over a year and a half ago because we didn't follow that. So it mm. just seems like they're tightening the, the, the little noose around our neck. If we don't continue to promote what the government says, then uh, we'll be taken off. Uh, it seems to me like it's almost like a totalitarian government when they do that. Yes. Listen, Terry, the Constitution gives us some protections, and those protections are primarily against government intrusion. Mm -hmm. You see, uh, but the reality of the situation is when they lose, as they did in court with yeah. the uh, uh, with the mandate uh, uh, with OSHA, uh, when they when they fail, uh, they make an appeal to the private sector. And the private sector is uh, at, at the top of these organizations, and we talk about this all the time, are people who ideologically align themselves up with the far left, people who uh, are chasing the almighty dollar, uh, promise that if we can somehow move toward a worldwide system uh, and, uh, you know, opposite the America first nationalist type uh, idea that uh, former President Trump yeah. uh, gave us. Uh, this is what they want to move to, and they will act as the enforcers for a rogue, um, uh, an illegitimate, and I call them illegitimate because I truly believe they did steal the election, uh, uh, government. This government who, you know, they cannot go to the Constitution in order to um, uh, to beat us, because the Constitution is actually on our side. So what they do, and 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 which is surprising, because you know the Constitution is only good as as good as those who are uh, sitting back and making judgments. That that would be the Supreme Court. Finally, right? Um, we've had a few decisions there that have caused my eyebrows to raise a little bit. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So that's that's my thoughts, Terry. Well, good. And, and, you know, Paul, the thing about it is, 
the president is saying he's making this special appeal to social media companies. He says, mm. please deal with the misinformation and disinformation that's on your shows, he implored. It has to stop. He said it's one of the most formidable enemies America has ever faced. That's yeah. a statement. They're telling us that we're an enemy of America. Just the opposite, Paul. Oh, yeah. And and, and again, if you dare to disagree, Terry, yeah. if you dare to disagree with their narrative, then uh, they want to label you and put you in in the terrorist category. Uh uh, and literally, they want to, you know, uh, if they could, they would declare us all terrorists and they would come after us. Yeah. Uh, again, uh, the law, Biden can only do so much per the law. Yeah. But he turns around and he empowers uh, the private sector in order to, uh, you know, uh, invoke his will on the American people. Uh, which, by the way, is completely opposite of what he said he was going to do. I mean, how many times have we seen him say uh, one thing and do something else? Exactly. Uh, thus proving that, you know, he's lied to the American people. But again, it's not, you know, I I've noticed that people on the left, Terry, yeah. it doesn't, it doesn't, truth doesn't matter to them. No. It, you know, if they're confronted with the truthful facts, they just ignore, the yeah, they just ignore them yeah. and, 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 and stick to their agenda. Yep. Yep. It's the narrative that counts, not the yep. truth. Yep. You have yep. your truth. I have my truth. No. Yep. And you know, Paul, to put this in application uh, here, AT&T and DirecTV, these are two big media conglomerates. They're removing one American news network from their network. Oh. Yeah. In response to President Biden's call for censorship. There's an example. Now, I wasn't there. Maybe Jesse was there. But President Trump was in, in Arizona Saturday. And he even quoted this. He went off on AT&T uh, in a speech in Florence, Arizona, just Saturday, saying this isn't right. He wants to try and give us our freedom to speak the truth. And what, what really bothers me as an American uh, Paul, is that I can't have a dialogue on topics that the government seems to think that uh, they're right and there's no discussion. Whatever happened to freedom of expression? See, but when, when, they're, when the liberals are in charge of everything, uh, which is right now, they're pretty much in charge of the, the government, they have their attitude that no dialogue. But when a conservative gets in there, uh, then uh, we want dialogue. So I want it always. I don't. I have no problem at talking to somebody who disagrees with me. But let's have the conversation. So yeah, that's that. That's how it used to be, Terry. You know, you uh, even when you went to school, you'd have uh, uh, they'd give you a topic to debate, and yeah. it didn't matter which side they told you to debate. You know, you could just have a good, healthy conversation. Yeah. Uh, 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 you know, that way people can uh, make up their own minds. But yeah, here you see clearly. Uh, and this is the push that uh, it, it happens subtly, kind of like a frog in that boiling pot. You know, yeah. it starts warming up slow. Uh, and, uh, and you know, this push toward communism. That's and exactly and that's, that, that's exactly what it is, because communism is a system of government that basically has the right to suppress any viewpoint that they don't agree with. Yeah. You see, that's not an American uh, idea. That's a communist idea. And so a, a lot of people, uh, you know, when I grew up, uh, 
my parents were were Democrats, Terry, and uh, but it was a di- it was a different Democratic Party yep. back then. That's right. This Democratic Party has been clearly hijacked by the left, uh, the far left. The uh, you know they are so progressive. You know it just begs the question: What are we progressing toward? We're progressing toward Marxism. We're progressing toward socialism, communism. We're we're, we're progressing toward uh, 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 the system. I believe that is the you know uh, the is satanic. There's spiritual um, uh, connections there, as we know, uh, and I believe we're heading toward a system where. Uh, by the time the Antichrist hits the stage, he's yeah. going to be able to, um, you know, have a, a, a death grip, so to speak, on the yeah. people of the world. Well, just to confirm your points, there's a Rasmussen poll that just came out showing that Democrats still support these draconian COVID measures. Are you ready for this? 59% of Democrats support government forcing Americans to remain confined in their homes if they refuse the COVID vaccine. Yeah. That's uh, and then now there's another. Seventy eight percent of Democrats support President Biden's vaccine mandate for businesses with much more with more than 100 employees. Well, the Supreme Court didn't do that. Here's the one that really grabs me, Paul, for us. Okay. Forty eight percent of Democrats say the government should fine or imprison Americans who publicly question the efficacy of covid vaccines. Okay, oh, there, there on. again, yeah, there again, <laughs> it shows you clearly that there is a generation of people that has risen up yeah. that that is completely un-American. They they are alien in their thoughts and ignorant of the U.S. Constitution. Yeah, uh, that's why, uh, it, it, Terry, it, that it's disturbing when I hear things like that. It's disturbing, yeah, but me. this is. But this is why they're censoring so hard, because yeah. the only thing that uh, the left wants you to hear is what they, you know, their narrative. Yeah. They want, you know, you know, all of these liberal networks, they just parrot the same talking points. Yeah. And uh, they say these things over and over again. They make people feel like, yeah, that it's if you aren't vaccinated, Terry, you're causing harm to me. Yep. And therefore, you know, we, we have to deal with you in the in, in the harshest ma- uh, manner. Yeah, this is what they're saying, which is totally unscientific. Exactly. It's not true. All the evidence is against that. But they're suppressing that information. Right. And Terry, I just want to just add one thing. Add again, brother. Got OK, here it is. Yes. This is why we need to uh, remember that we are in this world. But we're not of this world. Amen, brother. Our our citizenship is in heaven, yep. and uh, so when we see things go awry in this world, we cast our cares upon the Lord because we know that He cares for us. Sacred Scripture says. Well said, Paul. And I want to make it one more statistic that's really disturbing. More than twenty five percent of Democrats say parents should lose custody of their children if they refuse the COVID vaccines. Are you wow. kidding me? Now, I met, and when we come back from the break, I'm going to tell the story about my two Chinese friends. They're in their 20s, and I hope they're listening because I met them with my daughter out on the lake, helping them learn how to kayak. And mm. they're two young college students from China. And what's, uh, hey, guess what? They got the app now right on the lake. Right? We had them download the Virgin Most Powerful. Praise God. So we got into, uh, oh, more about an hour conversation. But why am I bringing this up? 
because that topic came up in China regarding parents and their children that are not vaccinated and how they're taking the kids away from the parents. We're not that far behind the Chinese, Paul. That's the sad part. Because communism there again, uh, you don't have any God-given rights. You have only rights given to you by the state. And that, by the way, is the right to reproduce and have children. And that's why Bishop Sheen, earlier in the show, if those who missed it, the full Sheen Ahead section, when he made the point about socialism and saying, as men become indifferent to the right and wrong, that's what we have. We don't know what right is wrong is. Disorder and chaos increases and the state steps in to organize the chaos by force. That's what's happening. When we come back from a little quick pause, I want to talk about what's going on out in El Salvador and also about the Diocese of Tennessee, what they did to be anti-cultural. We need more dioceses like that. Stay with us on the Terry and Jesse Show. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse. Actually, Jesse was going to be gone all week doing a mission. Paul Clay was sitting in for a couple of days, and we've got Matthew Arnold coming in. But this topic right now, put your seatbelt on, because a little country, El Salvador, is being led by a pro-life and pro-president, in that country is handing out COVID medicine packages that contain a very controversial but effective treatment, ivermectin, as well as zinc and other drugs. I'll give you the package here. But the packages are be giving out to COVID patients, their families, and people in the area of high prevalence of infection. That being done in America would be considered an enemy of America from our administration. Yes, Paul, you know, you bo- both of us have had COVID, correct? You've had correct. it. Your wife has had it. Uh, the Each package that they're at, giving out uh, gives lots of like vitamin C, vitamin D3, zinc, aspirin. I started taking aspirin, two baby aspirins a day now, Paul, mm-hmm. for my stroke or for you know heart health. I'm following yeah. these doctors and some people would consider this undermining the authority of the government. But I happen to agree with uh, what they're doing. What's your take on it? <laughs> well, Terry, listen, it's listen. quite obvious that uh, uh, nations like El Salvador mm-hmm. are communicating with other nations. And and these nations don't have a lot of money, right. Terry. No. So, they, they you know, uh, uh, many of them have uh, little to no vaccine even available. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, but the reason why they want to come against these countries so strong is because they don't want the word out that, you know, if they're finding any measure of success using these uh, uh, pills, and in this case, uh, ivermectin, uh, this is what they want to suppress. Why? Quite simple. There's no patent anymore on ivermectin. Uh, you can obtain the the pills for pennies, yep. uh, and uh, no there's no mo- there's no money to be made. Yep. And so uh, um, uh, Merck, the the company that ha- you know used to have the patent, is now you know oh lo and behold they're <laughs> coming up with with a new uh, you know uh, immunosuppressing uh, yeah. uh, virus that. fighting <laughs> drug. Uh, 
at the at the cost of well, uh, yeah, I haven't heard the cost yet, Terry, but you can bet your bottom oh, yeah. dollar it's a lot of money. Oh yeah, dollar signs are coming out there. But yeah. you know, despite the pressure from the international medical organizations that have sought to suppress ivermectin, the Salvatorian Ministry of Health has contained to include these medications which have proven to be effective in early treatment of COVID. I'm one of those examples. I got ivermectin early in my treatment. And remember, folks, I was down for a couple of days. Mm-hmm. And, you know, <clears throat> I'm back on my feet. Now, here's the question I have, Paul. This is applying it to America. We've known that this stuff was effective for a long time. Think of, unfortunately, how many people died because the government was so stubborn they wouldn't allow people to treat these people early on in the virus. They just sent them home and said, go home, go home. If you can't breathe, this is the line I read, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, go to the hospital. We'll put you on a ventilator to help you breathe. What yeah. kind of advice is that? Now, here's my point. Thousands of people died when they didn't need to die. Well, Terry, they did need to die. <laughs> and, you know, and, and the reason going. why they, and the, yeah, and the reason why they needed to die yeah. was so that they could use this, They they could use this, yes, as an opportunity to bring about the great the great reset. You know, Uh, they you know listen, what what did they do, Terry? Uh, They shut down so many economies of almost every nation in the world. Right by the way, China was the only economy growing through the whole COVID thing. So um, imagine that. The, the thing uh, allegedly, which we know it did, starts in China. Oh yeah, the, and China's the only and China's the only nation who's uh, you know has economic growth during this pandemic, while the rest of the nations uh, are basically uh, you know losing uh, net growth daily. You yep. know. Yep. Yeah, it's well it's, it's it's incredible. Well, that's the bottom line. Let me shift gears. So we thank God for the. Uh, Heroic little nations that are standing up for the truth. Yes. This is my favorite topic today because the Tennessee Diocese rescinded mm. the VAX requirements after the Supreme Court rejected the Biden mandates. Now, this was early, like the day that it happened. The diocese said, if the Supreme Court votes in our way, folks, nobody needs to be vaccinated if you don't want it. So... They um, they said which they said this the 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 um, the threat of the crippling fines that the government would put were phenomenal. Let me give you an example. Jennifer Mills, the Knoxville Diocese Human Resource Director, issued an email to all employees. I love it at two fifty nine in the afternoon, right after they heard the announcement of the Supreme Court. So I guess this bishop was on top of things. He said, "I am pleased to announce." That as of today, the Supreme Court blocked the vaccine mandate. Therefore, the Diocese of Knox is rescinding our vaccine mandate policy effectively tomorrow. No, right now, immediately. I love it. But here's the thing. They said, had we not um, had to, if we had to go along with this program, and we said, no, we're not, the diocese would have been subjected to penalties. Are you ready for this, Paul? $136,500 due to willful noncompliance. On top of that, this is what the government's pushing. They're pressuring us. The diocese would have been subject to another $13,600 in fines per violation. 
which would increase tenfold for repeated violations. No business, they said, much less any diocese of the U.S., could have long remained operating under such punishing fines designed to force compliance or bankruptcy. Paul, this is uh, good news for us that we can now decide on our own fate on this because the diocese issued this notice shortly before Christmas uh, informing the employees that they must be vaccinated no later than January 31st because of the pressure from the government. But thanks be to God, the Supreme Court made that decision saying, no, no, you can't force this on people. So I just want to thank, hopefully, hopefully another 88 dioceses in our country are going to say, hey, we're not going to force it because now we don't have the pressure of the financial constraints on us. Yeah, it's an interesting situation, Terry. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I think that uh, if you think about it, um, I'm listening. One way the church could have handled this is, uh, let's just say that the Supreme Court would not have ruled, right. and we had, you know, in we had favor of like the bullet. Yeah. So one way they could have done it is says, okay, but. We can grant religious exemptions, mm-hmm. uh, you know, to anybody who wishes. Yeah, uh, they're, they're a religious organization, and they sure they certainly should understand. That's right. That that there are people uh, who have an opinion that this vaccine was uh, developed, and by the way, it's fact based, was developed uh, 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 using. Uh, the, I'll say the ill-gotten gains from, uh, you know, aborted fetal cells. That's right. Uh, yeah, the vaccines don't necessarily, at least all of them, don't contain the fetal cells, but uh, they were tested and developed using the fetal cells. Right. And that uh, is something that goes against my conscience and many other people's conscience and if and and it's unfortunate though that at the top of our church terry uh, essentially uh uh you know the, i guess early on the pope made a statement that says hey it's the loving thing to go out and get yep. vaccinated yep. Uh, that's why you don't make statements like that uh particularly when they're you know uh they're just not well thought out statements yep well we pray for the pope every thursday here at the chapel every yeah. day we need to pray for him because He's he's uh, giving his personal opinion on a matter that he's not as informed as he should be. Uh, yes. Back to the facts. Paul, here's a good news story. Christian bakers win challenge in top European court protecting their rights not to make a pro-LGBT cake. Now, Paul, I think of this court in Europe as being very progressive. Anything mm-hmm. goes, and they're anti-Christian. But what happened this time was great because uh, they were wanting to the guys said no and back in this is back in 2014 here it is 2022 and it's finally coming up and they're saying yes we can we we can say no it's against our religious uh position and we're finally uh, you know i i what i'm the reason i bring this up is because i think now more and more people are opening up to seeing uh, that these are big bullies here, and we got to be able to give people some breathing room here. Also, Paul, a doctor lost his license uh, and must have a psychological evaluation uh, for COVID falsehoods. 
because he's giving the kind of medicine that the El Salvadorian government is giving. A hmm. doctor. I mean, are you yeah. kidding me? Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about coming in between a doctor <laughs> and, and his patients. <laughs> you think? You know? Uh, he's the one, if he feels that there's merit and guess what, what about, remember that, uh, the right to try? Oh yeah. Uh, they said, okay, well, don't we have a right to try some alternative means or is it that we, you know, uh, of course we do. Yeah. And guess what? Does the government really care one way or another? You, you would think that Terry, uh, uh, you know, they would be happy that if people would, oh, would try these things and, and, uh, at least those that are, you know, part of what I call this conspiracy not a theory but a conspiracy to bring about a uh a, a great reset let's just say everybody started uh, taking ivermectin and they started dying even more well that you know they should be happy but the yeah. reason why they're not happy is because they know that this thing is not as lethal as they are putting out to exactly. be and uh yeah and so they are uh will are willing to censor uh they're willing to harass and in this case, uh, you know, cause this doctor to be uh, have a psychological examination. And suspension uh, of his life. Yeah, as if you have to be crazy, uh, <laughs> is what they're saying, in order to, yeah. to, to you know, to, to do this. Uh, yeah. No, he's very sane. Absolutely. Dr. French was on our show Friday, folks. If you haven't heard that show, uh, he is a doctor who's a very important man defending the rights of doctors. When we come back... More on the Terry and Jesse Show. Stay with us. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse. Back to the Terry and Jesse Show. I like to say I'm too blessed to be stressed. I'm too anointed to be disappointed. And if hope was money, I'd be a billionaire. I hear all these things that are going on, Paul. And it reminds me of when I was a younger man listening to what was going on in Russia. Mm -hmm. You know, people who didn't go along with the Russian communist government, they were put in concentration camps or the psychological testing. I mean, Cardinal Manzani um, is a good example of someone who uh, was persecuted and put in prison because he wouldn't compromise the Catholic faith. Need to be re-educated, yeah. yeah. that was the term, re-educated. Uh -huh. Now, Paul, here's a story. Senior Israeli immunologist, he blasts the mass vaccination COVID restrictions in a powerful letter. Now, this is two years later after everything's being said. This doctor told the Israeli government, he said the only emergency now is is that you still have set policies and holds huge budgets for propaganda and psychological engineering. Now, that took mm -hmm. some guts to say. I don't know what's going to happen to him in that country, but, you know, his letter was written. Uh, he said, it's two years later, and you finally realize that the respiratory virus cannot be defeated and that any such attempt is doomed to fail. In other words, the vaccines are not working, okay? That's right. He wrote to this Israeli health ministry, you do not admit it because you have to admit almost, you guys never admit any mistakes in the last two years. But in retrospect, it's clear that you have failed miserably. I think this applies to our country too, Paul. In mm -hmm. almost all of our actions, and even the media is already having a hard time covering your shame. Your thoughts? <laughs> 
Listen, I concur with this doctor 1,000 percent. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm surprised that he's even had a voice to that we could get this information because the the machine is so geared up to suppress the truth. Yeah. That uh, you know, uh, and and again, uh, they're they're telling you you need a psychological examination. All these things. By the way, didn't the Blessed Mother say that unless Russia was consecrated yep. to, to the Immaculate Heart, yep. that that uh, error Russia would Russia would spread its That's errors. Right. And they're doing yep. and and yeah. And so, what did you say, Terry? This reminds me of when I used it, to read about Russia. Yes, it does. Hey, well, it's the same old stuff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing. There's nothing new under the sun here. What this is, this is an expansion of this, uh, these false uh, uh, ideologies mm-hmm. of basically Marxist, communist, atheists that have now uh, since, and by the way, and we see in Europe how uh, for a long time they have re- uh, systematically been becoming more and more secularized. Yeah. And so without the, the Holy Spirit, Terry, without the power of the Holy Spirit, these people have no power to resist. Yeah. They have no power to resist uh, the spirit of the age, the spirit of this world, uh, uh, you know, uh, the prince and power of the heirs, Satan. Uh, his message goes out and they basically have no choice but to just, you know, fall in line. Why? Because they don't have the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. They, Yep. Amen. And this gentleman really has guts for slamming his Israeli officials for refusing to acknowledge that the jabs just don't work. He, yep. he refused to admit that the infections come in waves that fade by themselves. Why can't we just say that? That's what happens to a virus. It mutates. It gets weaker and weaker. That's what science tells us. But we yes. can't say that. But he said, despite years of observation... Scientific knowledge, he said, you refuse to admit that recovery is more protective than the vaccine. It's called herd immunity. Despite previous knowledge and observations showing that non-recovered vaccination people, here it is, Paul, are more likely to be infected than recovered people. Because your immune system, you're immune for life. That's what they tell us when you do that. You refuse to admit that vaccinations are contagious despite the observation based on this, you hope to achieve herd immunity by vaccination. You fail. That doesn't work. Now, this is a senior immunologist has condemned the government. I'm wondering where he is now for ignoring the fact that the disease is dozens of times more dangerous for risk groups in older adults than for young people who are not at risk groups, despite the knowledge that came from China as early as 2020, he says, at the same time, Paul, authorities never set up an effective system to monitor the side effects of the vaccination, which yeah. support, disappointingly uh, impact younger populations while retaliating against the doctors who reported vaccines injuries. They don't even let you report the injuries. Doctors no. are avoid linking side effects to the vaccine lest you persecute them as you did with some of their colleagues of mine, he charged. He said, young people, this is a fact, Paul, have little risk or serious illness from COVID-19. Here's the survival rate, no lower than 99.9% for those under 40, according to these estimates 
from the Stanford University, Professor John Annihilus. Oh, right. And, come and on. so on. Under the idea of being an emergency, they don't qualify. If that few people are being adversely affected by this virus within those age groups, how do you justify giving them this experimental vaccine, Terry? And Paul, what's coming out more, the British researchers found out that jabs increase the risk of potentially life-threatening heart inflammation in men under 40. Remember, we've been seeing a lot of younger guys dying. They're going, oh, can't yes. tied into that. Yes, it can. Yep. Yes, These it can are showing that for women, we've talked about this, you and I, about their infertility, their menstrual cycles, how it's affecting women. You hide this data, he said, that allows for objective and proper research. Instead, you choose to publish non-objective articles together with senior Pfizer executives on the effectiveness and the safety of vaccines. I'm going to tell you, follow the money. Your thoughts? Yeah, yeah, because we've heard how many, we've heard, more than one expert, yeah. uh, you know, give his opinion uh, about some of these things. And uh, we see uh, the media, Terry, uh, again, in lockstep with whatever the left says, uh, just silence and make judgments on these very qualified individuals yep. who, you know, who, who who are more qualified to speak on this issue probably than than most people. That's right. And yet, you know, you got Twitter or Facebook or whatever saying, you know, false information. <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? And, yeah. and just banishing them from the public arena. It's why it's simple. They don't want people to know the truth. Yeah. The Bible says that darkness fears the light for fear that it will be exposed. Absolutely. And there is there is a darkness here yes. with this idea. The people who are orchestrating this, the big money people who are trying to push this great reset, the ones that are trying to break our economy and spend more and more trillions, trillions that we don't have, they want to collapse our uh, financial system so that out of the ashes will rise their new system. Absolutely. And their new... And they stand ready to benefit from it, Terry. You got it. I want to leave our good note, a, a good note from Bishop Joseph Strickland. Tomorrow I interview him, and we'll be having a great time. If you ever want to listen to a bishop speak the truth, just go to vmpr.org and download some of his talks. He just mm-hmm. tweeted this. The world grows weary of Catholic leaders who fail to guard the deposit of faith. I'm one of them, Paul. He says, yes. every bishop has made the same mistake. Oh, my hmm. gosh. Every bishop. He says, I stumble in weakness daily, but my weakness is no excuse. And here's the line, he says, all shepherds must seek to live up to the reality that they are successors of the apostles. And with that, they are the, the protectors of the sheep. And they yes. need to speak up yes. and guard the sheep. And yes. When we see bishops that are being quiet, I think of hirelings. Yes, there you go, Paul. Go ahead. Yeah, Yeah, they're they're hirelings. Terry, listen, the good shepherd lays lays down his life for the sheep. And these uh, bishops who are the successors of the apostles you know, they are the under shepherds. They they have been placed there by Christ. That's right. And Christ expects them to literally lay down their life for the sheep. But that's not what you see going on. And it's sad. Let me just issue one, one, one word it. of warning. Terry, um, you know, 
we will all stand before the judgment seat of Christ, sacred scripture Amen. says. And, and God, he's not a respecter of men. He's not going to look at him and say, well, you were a bishop or you were a president or no, no. As a matter of fact, uh, to whom much is given, much is required. Right. You know, there's no, there's no, uh, you know, God expects more from you when you've been given uh, all the things that you've been given. So, you know, if you're out there listening and, and, and you're in a position of leadership in the church, it's not too late That's to right. take a stand and to live for your faith and to, you know, set yourself on fire for Christ. This is the kind of faith that brings about mass conversion. And he said it in his tweet, Bishop Strickland, Catholic leaders, in a sense, we are lay Catholic leaders. We cannot be silenced. And no. this is so important. And I, I always quote uh, Pope Felix III, because I just think he says it so well. He says this, Paul, not to oppose error is to approve it. Not to mm -hmm. defend truth is to suppress it. Yes. And indeed, to neglect to confound evil men when we can do it is no less a sin than to encourage them. Paul, I hope today we followed St. Pope Felix's re statement when we said we have to oppose error and we have to defend the truth, and we cannot suppress it because we are called to be bearers of the truth, not bearers of error. And yes. sins of omission, when we don't speak up for the faith, that's going to go against us on our exit interview. As you were just saying, we're all going to have that interview. Yeah. Paul, you're going to be back tomorrow. You've got a, a special uh, video that I can tease people with because I, was, I can't watch it all, but we're going to pay a clip of it basically from England, and the gentleman's going to give you some insights on what this is all about from that perspective of communism. Yes. Mm -hmm. So, Paul, thanks again for joining us, taking Jesse's place. Jess will be gone all week, but we will have replacements with uh, the Terry and Jesse show. And I want to just thank all of our listeners for their support. This is our fourth year this month of Virgin Most Powerful Radio. Again, we couldn't speak like this before. Now we can, and it's because of you, our listener. Paul, what state should we be living in, brother? State of grace, my friend. Amen. And how do we do that? We stay at the sacraments. We remember what Our Lady of Fatima said, souls are going to hell because no one is there to pray and make sacrifices. Are you willing to make a sacrifice, Terry? Paul, I hope so. Yes. I want to be participating in the mission of Jesus Christ. And I know you do too. That's why you support us here. And I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for all your support. Go to vmpr.org and you can sign up to become a monthly God bless you.